Welcome to Serial Podcast 9. I'm Ryan, and this is Serial Podcast 9. So today's episode is a little bit different because it starts with an intro. And I generally try to avoid doing intros to these because it's super awkward and I haven't had any beer. But yeah, so when we usually start an episode, Gerard, Kevin, and myself will have a quick conversation about what's been going on in the week. Uh, this one was a little bit different because it was a, turned into a very serious conversation about the state of the car scene and why there aren't cooler cars in the community or in the scene. Probably one of our more honest conversations. It was very long and I had to cut it down quite a bit. So you're going to notice that Gerard starts the conversation by talking about Fast and the Furious 9, which has nothing to do with the conversation, but it was fun. Uh, and then there's a sharp turn into why things are the way that they are. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. And here we go. Did you it's love funny. the movie? Hell yeah. They fly a Fiero into the space. They do. And they somehow managed to make like a fucking 50 ton giant army fucking B train rig flip on its nose with magnets. From two cars, oh, like oh, like over over end, mm-hmm. the over end flip of a semi. That I think they do that in like the, the Batman movie too. Yeah, but they do. But that I mean, this isn't a semi. It's like an armored, fucking rolling city block. <laughs> Not only that, Dom jumps out of like, I think he jumps out of that thing, and then he jumps out of like some other thing. He gets rescued from like a, like a fucking mine shaft. Fucking, it's. It's awesome. Like he's he just he's invincible. He's he's the best. So it's, it sounds like if Dominic wrote a movie. It's like, and, then, and then there's like a mine shaft, and then it goes to space, and then there's like a army block that flips over yeah, with magnets. And well, like, I mean, the, the the thing for me is like, why are they even driving this thing in the first place? Like, all they're doing is like, like I don't know, uploading some codes to a satellite. They could do it from some like secret army base or some fucking. I mean, they could do it from a fucking apartment complex. Who gives a shit where the fuck they are? But they're like, it's not a good movie, bro. They're ripping through traffic in this like crazy armored fucking city block thing with like, <laughs> it's pretty sick. Uh, it's good old Fast and Furious. Sounds not great. I'm not, I can't stress this enough how I don't want to see this movie. I mean, Ryan, come on, like, come on, like. <laughs> Fast and Furious, man. I mean, I know what it is. It's like it's like it's like fucking watching a Marvel movie and thinking it's fucking real. You know what I mean? Like, cause, cause, yeah, but I actually think at this point, and I've said this, and you got mad. Marvel movies seem more plausible because there's actually a story of how they became superheroes. Whereas, like this dude was just stealing VCRs and driving Honda Civics, and now yeah, he's a- I was like twenty years ago, man. People get better at shit, you know. He's a spy and stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's like if we all became spies and then all of a sudden, because I know how to take pictures, I know how to hack a computer. That's essential. Well, I mean, I never knew how to design parts fucking 20 years ago. So, I mean, that's not <laughs> you like jumping out of buildings. And... I mean, it's just, it's not that far off, you know? Like, I, I, I hired a guy to, I paid a guy to draw me a fucking potato. And now I just like make like race car parts. Yeah, that's exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. As Fast and the Furious as you being a super spy, you being James Bond with no real training. Just stop hating, man. Just accept it for what it is. I will never stop. Okay. 
If you don't, if you don't like Fast and Furious, you're not a real car guy. Is that? Well, I don't know. If that's true. That's fully not true. Oh, you're yeah. you're not a you're not a like young fucking car guy. I mean, you could be like a a road racing Porsche enthusiast and not like Fast and Furious, sure. But like, if you're into like stanced out cars and fucking loud exhaust, you should probably like Fast and Furious too. You know. They're doing two more movies. Sick. Can't wait. The next one, they're going to be fighting Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk in space because they both have robots and they both have one half of Mars. And the Fast and Furious guys are going to have to go fight them. That'd be pretty good. I mean, it wouldn't. I hate everything about this. Um, and, then the, and then the next one, it will finally learn that it happens in the same universe as Transformers. And the all sparkle come. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I oh. mean, we got to be getting then, close then to you, Then you got to start racing. You know, you're racing your car and then it transforms. I feel like people out here, man, or maybe in our drift community or maybe like whatever, like nothing's really fucking cool out here, man. Like, I mean, we, you know, we have like sort of cool cars and like they're chasers and stuff, but like. Some of them are. Fucking go to a Honda, a Honda show and probably find 10 cooler things easily. It's easier I mean, to have a, sh- a cool show car than is a cool drift car. I think uh, there's I two just, things that the happen. Same fucking thing. How is it different? Because the drift car, you're using it. Yeah. I like that this is the episode. So, like, so you wreck your bumper 10 times a year. It's hard to have an immaculately painted bumper compared to like you bought the bumper five years ago and just drive around to shows and it's the same bumper. Like, it better be immaculate. Like, yeah. you better have all your ducks I mean, in a row. It was my criteria for a cool thing to be immaculate. Like, absolutely not. Like, it's just creativity or, like, what people are doing with their cars or, like, how but they're I, building it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, the, okay. The thing is with, with fucking people with chasers, it's like, okay, it's kind of come to this thing where it's like, like, S chassis now are getting to that level of, like, Hondas and VWs where it's like, the shit's all been done. So now people are like starting to think outside the box and like build cool cars. Whereas like the chasers and stuff, it's like a lot of these guys getting into these cars are pretty fucking basic dudes. It's like chaser coilovers, some sort of generic fucking Japanese or JDM wheels. And like, I don't know, some sort of fucking basic ass arrow and like go drifting. There's nothing really fucking exciting about that. Yeah. Like, but cool. If you were to check back on our old episodes of what we talked about, we've already said that that's like 80, like the car itself is like a 70% cool car. So they yeah. only have to add. And that's another, the equation right yeah, there. That's the equation. They've added another. You were like, what would you do? You'd, you'd get, you'd get the 100, you'd get the coils, you'd get some wheels, you'd go drifting. Like we said that. No, I, that agree, was like the like, equation. I think the thing is, is that what, also, you're probably dealing with is you're looking at things in your own backyard, and it's very easy to shit on things in your own backyard because every yeah, car mean. scene does that. What do you mean when in I my say own backyard? Like in your own scene where you live, like where where you reside, the scene yeah, that you yeah, actually yeah, are yeah. geographically close to, you're mm-hmm. judging it, but it's because it's all this you're seeing the same things over and over again because it's the drift community is the same here. It's very rare. Like if three new people enter the scene a year, then that's three new people that enter the scene, but that's not like a giant number of people, but you show, you show the scene to people elsewhere. And it's like, Oh, people really like Kevin's car. People really like that. Paul's like wagon people, you know, like those are things that people look at from the outside. Everybody thinks that the shit in their backyard sucks. It's like, you talk to anyone anywhere. They're like, the roads where I live are really shitty. 
And it's like you talk to the dudes in California and they're like, our roads are shitty. And it's like, yeah, but your roads are probably better than everyone else's. But everybody thinks California roads are not better. Well, whoever has the who has the best roads? <laughs> I don't know. Who, I don't know. Our well, roads now, are pretty yeah. good here. Like, yeah, honestly, fine, we have but we have we have some good ass roads. But then I people complain about them. They're like, if our roads didn't stink, and I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, I mean that's always an, a reason, though. You know. Yeah, it's all you can so, always find a reason. Tuba stink. Um, maybe the maybe the like just buy it and drift it thing, or like the the like softer me is like what's the word like going back under a little bit just because like you start seeing so much of the same fucking whack shit it's like it's like cool we have chasers like that's cool yeah. i guess but like but we're every all car pretty much the fucking same like every car community has the same percentage of cool cars as the other as other car communities what i'm one thing i'm sort of saying too is like the level of the enthusiast here is relatively low like like if you and I were to go to Weckfest in just in fucking Seattle, the level of enthusiasts, the meet the median is higher and the highest is much higher. Right? Yeah. I but I would still say that there's probably so that's there's population, so there's a bigger pool to choose yeah. from. And also we're not used to seeing that, so it's all brand new when we go see it. Like that's I mean, it's it. it fucking new or old, like an like a like a BMW fucking wagon with ITBs and like I don't know JDM wheels. It, it's it's kind of fucking cooler than like I don't know some other. But if shit you like saw it. that, every but I mean, yeah, exactly. If you saw that, if you saw that car once a week, and you know, then it might, it would not be as cool anymore. If I drove I mean, that even car, that car, even that car like, itself, eventually you'd be over that car. If it was Ryan that drove that car, and I drove it to the shop like every week. To be like, we're gonna edit a video. Eventually, you'd be like, ah, you know what? It's like cool, but no. But that car itself is still can still you'd like be very Gerard about it. I don't know how you don't see this. No, <laughs> it it can hold its own on a world stage because it's it's interesting. It's it's unique. But we it's have cars of... here that can hold their own on a world stage. Fucking name one. I don't know. Something that you guys built, I guess. I Something mean, that my Godzilla, my might have been close. Godzilla's shit, probably. Uh, I don't know. Like, there's. Tons of shit that people like lose their mind over. People are always like excited to meet JJ. If he's in Saskatchewan, people are like, yo, this is fucking sick. So in the situation and what you're describing, when we go to Seattle and yeah. we're I think Saskatchewan he meant, like, in that equation. Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't a know. little bit. There's a bigger scene and people spend totally. money. It's a bigger scene because there's just more population. Yeah. And that was like, there's the same amount Because the minute you say you're from Canada, you're all one big Saskatchewan. Yeah. Like they're like think you live in an igloo, and they're like, "What do you mean? Like you have a modified car?" Yeah. Do you have an igloo garage? Yeah. How do you drive that? That'd be sick. Yeah, that would be sick. That'd be pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. I at the end of the day, I think that's. I don't. I don't think any like so. If we went to California and there was a drift scene there, you think you'd be? I don't think you'd be any more impressed by the California drift scene than you would. I mean, maybe it's just the drift scene generally. I don't know. Like, like some of the shit in Japan is like kind of sick. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. They just drift all sorts of fucked up shit. It's kind of cool. Whereas like yeah, here, it's like that's their answer for dudes. everything. But, uh, yeah, but that's a, no, but that's a, no, but I mean, like, there's stuff in Japan that's not cool too. Like, no, there's absolutely shit in Japan that's not cool. I agree. That's what I mean. So like, I feel that there's cool aspects, okay, not the cool aspects drift of car that you think exists right now, Kevin. What's the coolest drift car in North America that you, that you think? <sighs> Or, or name fucking three of them. Fuck, that's a hard question and very subjective. 
Yeah, I mean, because like I would just be like, well, I think what Chob just did to his car looks cool, so Chob's car. But you also don't really like JZS's, and I do, you know. And no, I I could. I mean, I think I think fucking what the car that we sponsored in Japan, fucking the Macar Macaroon oh. Macaroon's car, Macamons. Macaroons. <laughs> it's Yuhei Baba. Yeah, Yuhei's car looked fucking sick because it had. I mean, maybe the fact that the Vertex kit was like a bit generic, but the Vertex kit with the breed fenders. And I feel like when it went yellow and it had like, even like those wheels weren't great, but they were just black. And like, I feel like it looked fucking sick, man. Like, I feel like it needed like, yeah, like a, a, a bit wing. better of a wheel and a GT wing. For sure. Because like, it was definitely, it was like a mad rush to get it ready for Tokyo yeah. Auto Salon. But I mean, that car was nuts. Like the interior was nuts. The engine yeah, was the nuts. Yeah, the engine bay was nuts. Fuck, the-, the car was nuts. Like We have been talking <laughs> for a while, but we haven't actually said what this is. So far, this episode is about me and I mean, you Kevin could just do the intro at the end. Yeah, we can. When you, when you know what it's to. about. <laughs> we, so far, it's just me and Kevin trying to convince Gerard that cool cars exist everywhere. Like, okay, okay, okay. Let me let me name some cars that like stood out in my mind from option that were, or even just recently that were like kind of sick. Like that yellow RX-7 that was like super fucking wide and yellow with like the ridiculous like Kranze wheels and like the massive fuel system in the back. Like that car will forever be embedded in my fucking head as like one of the craziest drift cars I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, when like, was that car? When was that car made? When fucking, was that in- who knows? If you had that car today, it'd still be fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's more ridiculous than any car that I can think of right now. I don't really care for like like I, it's great and I like this and it's all fine and good, but like kind of like also like romanticizing everything from the past is one thing no but what i'm saying i'm sure it's a cool car but like yeah you and everybody else thinks some car from option (laughs) magazine like 10 to 15 years ago is the coolest shit yo 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 the bride levin coupe with the The green one i don't want to do an episode where you guys just talk about i'm kind of just like taking the piss on that one that is a sick car but like yeah you know I know That's there was one. Thing. It's like this is the the one thing, and I I've I've come to terms with it. I understand why we're so into Japan and all the cars and that. No, era, but like think I of a, I just but, what I was saying is think of a car in the USA that would sort of be like equivalent. Like when that car came Rev out. Gasm's car is cool. Uh, I don't know. Simba's car is cool. All of Proceed. I like the Squeeze Eight Six car. The Squeeze Eight Six car. car yeah. Even that new Eight Six that they did. Is neat, you know, sick. like. There's a, pretty much a lot of the final bout cars are cool, but the final bout cars are yeah, all the exactly. cream of a crop from areas that probably have way more shitty cars in it than we ever see. One of the biggest realizations I ever had when I started traveling, and especially from Saskatchewan, so you won't have this perspective as a car guy, is like going to a place and realizing that, yo, what I see on the internet is only a sliver of what exists because there's a lot of garbage and I'm only seeing the best of the best of the best of the best. And when you actually start traveling and seeing that, it's like, oh, and that's when I came up with that idea. Is like, realistically, every scene is made up of probably the same number. It's like yeah. 5% are the top of the top. And then you have like 15% that are like really cool cars that are great. They're not like immaculate, but they're cool. And, you know, whatever other percent. And then like 60% of cars are garbage. Like they're like part-timers are never going to be a thing or people, you know, like the yeah. Mazda threes and that, that is the world. And then it's like, Oh, I just don't see that because nobody takes photos of those cars. 
I feel like that applies in more ways. Like you could apply that to like regionally where you're like, yeah, only like 5% of the cars in that region are going to be sick. But you could also apply that to the chassis too. It's like, well, if you took every X chassis from all of the regions in North America, only 5% of those are going to be like the sickest too, you know? So it's yeah. like, yeah, no matter what you pick, there's still going to be like a finite small amount of, of ones that are actually sick. And it's part of an equation because it's like, when I go to a final bout event, there's still cars that I prefer to shoot compared to other cars. And the other cars that I'm not shooting, probably at a regular drift event, I would shoot. So even in my mind, I'm separating yeah. the tiers of cars, you know, or whatever connection I have to those cars. So I just like, I, I do think that we have cool cars here, but uh, there's this fallacy and I don't really know how to explain it. My mother-in-law explained it once. It was like, if you lived in a small town, and somebody there made apple pie and you thought the apple pie was really good. You'd be like, that's really good apple pie, but there's no chance. That's the best apple pie in the world. The best apple pie in the world. It's not no chance. Somewhere. It's a small chance. Maybe it's a small chance. The best apple pie in the world has to be somewhere else where I'm not like, it has to be like, it has, like, what are the chances? What are the small chance? What is the small sliver of a chance that I happen to live in the one town that has the best apple pie in the world? It's like, well, know. no, because in your mind, you want to believe that it exists somewhere and it's a journey that you have to go there. And it's like an adventure or a trek or a challenge. And I think that is kind of what we're describing when we talk about car scenes. Uh, that's a that's a ponderance and the show with that one. Leave them scratching their noodle. Does that not make sense or does it? I don't know. I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, I, no, I mean, it, I, agree with it, I mean, no, no, it's true because someone, you know, somewhere someone does have the best X chassis in the world. Yeah, the best one. What are the know? chances that I happen to do a podcast with two guys that have uh, one of some of the best understanding of suspensions for X chassis and Toyotas? Like, what are the chances? There has to be an op- There has to be someone else out in the world that has a better understanding of of that suspension setup for that those cars that isn't Serial Nine. That's the fallacy. But the truth is, is that I could be sitting here and actually doing a podcast with the two guys that have the best understanding of the suspension for those cars. I feel like I get a bit of this thing with music, first of all. Okay, so with music, it's like, kind of like radio, for example, like band A comes out, has a hit song. It gets played on the radio, it gets popular. More people hear it, more people like that band, more people fucking play that song. That artist has hopefully at least 10 other songs, probably fucking 20 or 30, Five of which could be fucking amazing too. But the only song, maybe one or two that you're going to hear is the one on the fucking radio. So it's sort of like, you're kind of like fucking people. Can you just maybe like research or like be a bit more into the music and listen to this guy's other shit instead of what you're being fed. And it's kind of like the same thing with cars. It's like, can you not just like maybe build a little bit of a fucking cooler chat chaser than the same thing that everyone else is building? I guess it's just like, I feel like, the people could do better and I wish they would do better. I, yeah. I mean like, look, top 40 uh, of a music industry is its own thing. Cause you have to make that song that you just described to get people to even look at your record, especially back in the day. If I was going to buy a $16 CD to own that, own that song. You better lead with your best foot forward. Right. That's where you get like, did like puff daddy getting, Biggie Smalls to like 
uh, do like Juicy or whatever because it's. But like, I'm talking about. I don't want to do that song, but it's like yeah, but I got artists. other people in there. The artists aren't, in my opinion, the artists are aren't the problem. The problem is the fucking sheeple. No, but the artists and the producers are making the music to say like they'll actually they would put out an album and be like, yeah, this is all great, but you don't have a hit. I need a single that I can sell to the masses. I need that thing that gets you in the door. That's like. Dancing in the Dark by Bruce Springsteen is literally a song about writing the hit to get people because it's like he was going to put out an album and then they're like, no, you need a hit. So he wrote Dancing in the Dark about like trying to come up with a hit. I know, but you're already thinking about it too much. Yeah, you're you're way into it, man. Yeah, you're you're like, I'm just talking <laughs> oh. about fucking people that can't see past the, the music. Yeah, but then use a better pass. analogy, man. Come on. That's a perfect analogy. It's not. You ask sure. people, okay, you're like, like, they're like, oh, are the car, like, are the car builders the artists or? Yeah, who's the artist? Like, who's, who's the fucking this people shit? that are just simply listening to and regurgitating the same shit? It's like, oh, you like Post Malone? Like, what songs you like? I don't know, fucking Sunflower. Party like a rock star. It's like Post Malone has a fucking bunch of good music. And like, they'll probably be like, oh, yeah, like fucking uh, Party like a rock star. Fucking, what's that other? Iverson. Cool. You, you know, two Post Malone songs. You like Post Malone? Sick. It's like, oh, yeah, I love Chasers. Hey, oh, yeah, what do you like? You're like, oh, I got Coilovers and fucking VSKFs. Fucking hey, sick Chaser. Hey, Gerard, I don't like Post Malone. Dude, whatever, but you know what I'm saying, right? It's well, like, maybe they spent $40,000 getting their Chaser exactly. and all they can afford for the first year is Coilovers and Wheels. And maybe yeah. that's the thing. The people who I are, don't like... The people who are creative, so happy that people are actually putting real wheels. I mean, you don't care because right? the wheel goes around and <laughs> spinny spin. But like, I'm just spin, happy spin, that people spin. are. I'm like, disappointed putting... that wheels are like the best that people can do. The thing is, is what you're actually pitching is you're disappointed that more people aren't Gerard. But if more people were Gerard, I don't want harder to, to be Gerard. Like that's the okay, thing. Okay, here I feel like say, I've been saying that for for but years. Let's just, no, when but, Gerard like <laughs> shits shits on a car, I'm like, those cars have to exist no, they, so that your car is the top ten yeah, percent. If every car was the top ten percent, no, your car okay. would be nothing. That's like if you're the fucking best swimmer in the world, or like you're the best artist in the world, and yeah. like. No, you'll never get better because there are no other artists that are even. No, close like, to that's you. like being, that's like, like being the best. That's, true at all, that's like being the best swimmer in the world and shit talking someone who's learning how to swim because you're like, look at this guy. He fucking sucks. He's not even close to my level. No, like, but he's I, a peon. It's like no, yeah, yeah everybody's also, at different levels, and when you're the top of the top, that shouldn't be so big. Have you watched Last between Dance? people learning and Olympians? It's like not that. learning, man. Like these, hey, these, these are people. It is really- like you're learning how to modify a car. You're learning how to like have, pick styles. Okay, where's stuff. the rest of them? Where's the fucking rest of them? But it's only on a, on a journey. Why isn't everybody rich then? You know, like it's the same thing. Like why? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, why isn't everyone successful? If you're saying you're the best and you can only be as good as like what you're pushed to, fine. But then the other side of that, is I like, feel like you guys are in the same fucking thing. You guys are already like. Like allowing these people to be fucking peons. Yes. Okay. Sure. There will always be Why, peons. Listen, 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 listen. It's yeah, the law of averages, man. Like okay, there's, listen, always, there's always going to be people above and below. How many chasers in the USA have radius fenders? I don't know, Gerard. Fucking zero. Right, fucking because they zero. don't want to fuck up their chassis that they just spent 30K on. Like, I Probably, don't know. but like. Does it sound like a great investment? How many, how many fucking Hondas? 
in the USA have radius fenders? Well, probably, probably fucking not many. Oh, okay. Okay, but uh, what I'm saying is like, why is it that you can look to Japan? I'm not saying Japan is the be all end all, but like, why is it that you can look to Japan and there's a plethora of shit? And after fucking five, six, seven, ten years, America still can't fucking think for themselves. Because we've had this whole conversation, and I think I had to cut it out. What was the, the people that you look to for for like motivation isn't what the next generation is looking at. They're following YouTube channels. They're watching Hoonigan. They're watching Donut. They're watching all. They're looking at Final Bout. So then you're asking for original thought from. Like, I mean, why don't they follow the people in Japan that we all can fucking see? We can all see the same shit. It's on Instagram all day long. Because that's they haven't been introduced to that yet. They're they're the still learning. Generation. You guys are just making also, such excuses. Like, but here's the thing: you said if you're at the top of your game, nothing will challenge you to make you better. But that's not true. And then I've asked: Did you watch the the Last Dance documentary about the Chicago Bulls? No, I would what else? So watch that and then watch Michael Jordan, arguably the best basketball player of all time, make up reasons to continue to be the best and push himself to be better. Like it's honestly it, like an amazingly well done documentary. Yeah, I don't like, care about basketball. Like, I don't care about basketball either. And it's also just fucking hilarious to yeah. watch Michael Jordan rile himself up to go destroy people. That's all he did. He and I took that personally. Yeah. Always. It's like that guy didn't look, that guy didn't nod at me. He didn't wave at me when he saw me in traffic. And I took that personally. And now I got to go destroy him. And that's what he did. And that made him better. So I, people that are good, I think are are great at what they do are just going to continually strive to be better anyway. They don't need all of the peasants to be on their level. And then one thing, and one thing I will say though is like if you're at the top of your game and you're with the top 5%, the bottom 95%, you're not concerned with them. You're not thinking about them. They're not the people pushing you. It's the people in the top 5% with you who are nipping at your heels, who I mean, maybe there's ones that are better yeah. that you're trying to be better than. That's what's pushing you, you know? I mean, yes yes, and no. I mean, I'm just trying to have more faith in the core community. Like, I want them to know more. I want them to be better. But they don't all suck. It's just that you you got to hedge your bets on certain things, I think is what it is. To like Kevin's point of what he was saying, it's like I went to film school with a guy from Toronto and I was like, man, what does like Toronto think of Saskatchewan? He's like, honestly, Toronto doesn't even think about Saskatchewan. Why would we? We're like concerned with what's going on in New York. Like, and that's the same thing. It's like things that are below you, you you do not associate with. Like you don't need, I don't. That's a, I mean, it's a, I mean you don't it's not, think it's about not it. like arrogant, but it is a bit like. You know, I mean, you should be concerned with like a little bit of everything, I guess. I think that's very, I think at the, at the end, the nice thing about this that's not coming through is that Gerard is actually being kind of like a bit of a hopeless romantic and like idealistic and wants everyone. And then Kevin and I are actually saying, yeah, it's exactly what I'm saying. You're you're gatekeeping the fucking like low level, like car people. We're not gatekeeping. That's just, we're being realists about it. And you're expecting the world from people that probably don't have the ability to give you the world so yeah, you're just going to end up heartbroken they don't have the the dedication they don't have the knowledge they don't have the let's, money let's start the serial nine fucking school for fucking sick cars I I've, always, I've always <laughs> wanted to do that i've always wanted to do that but just be like look this is what's sick this is what's not sick like you want to fucking build a sick that's car just here. like your opinion man sure. it is a bit <laughs> of give me my opinion you can either listen to it or not 
but like we build sick cars and we'll show you that we do. And that's, that's kind of another yeah, thing. I really wanted to hear that next round. Now, like, no, you were like, and that's another thing. And then no, you kind of slowly no, decided not to. No, I was that. talking about the Aristo. I was like, like, I just, maybe, yeah, I don't know. The Aristo was kind of whatever. Like, I felt I like. I really liked the Aristo. I, I didn't feel like objective. it had hit its peak, but I feel like maybe it just, it wasn't the car to like get to the next level with, in my opinion. Why? Because it's a fucking GS300, man. I don't know. Like, there's it's there's a lot of... there are It wasn't. It was an Aristo. I mean, there were a lot of pretty crazy Aristos in GS300s. Uh, maybe they weren't drift cars, but, like, I feel like that car kind of sick, but at the same time, I guess because it was, like, pretty conservative-looking, nobody knew that the rear fenders were radius 20 millimeters. Nobody knew that, like... It was actually super low, but like you know, I mean, dude, if yes, it was like did. tuck wheel and like drag side skirt while drifting, like yeah, people knew. Uh, people knew it was had, low. I literally had photos of your car being like and not even an inch off the ground, and I remember looking at it and being like, "Shit, that's real fucking low." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, people knew. I mean, but that's the thing: the subjectivity of what we've talked about is that not everyone was into the fact that it was wide body. Some people like stock metal. Some people like blah, blah, blah. There's I mean, the other thing too to is it. like, the, the other thing too is it was a very, like maybe not subjective car, but like as far as a drift car goes, there's always that thing where like, if you're up here and everyone's down here, like let's just say you have like a stretchy fucking rubber band and like you're trying to pull the people up and like, hey, look at me, this is sick, this is sick. And then it's like, you do something too sick and it like rubber band breaks. They can't fucking understand what the shit is and like maybe now that like hurt has one and dewill has one and stuff like the ropes building back up and people be like oh yeah those gs's they're fucking dope those aristos like they're pretty sick it's like cool 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 and like now they're like but like before what you're saying we were is... too we were we were too fast and the rope broke i'm gonna say a thing and i i don't want it to be offensive and i don't want you to get upset <laughs> but i think what you're actually saying is that you had the vision without the clout. And I'm not saying that you're cloutless because that's not true, but. Yeah, I didn't receive the accolades of the fucking work that I did. The, because. Nobody can understand it. When so, Yeah, because someone else that already has the clout surrounding them of like being almost like an influencer. And I'm yeah. not saying that you're not, but I'm saying, and <laughs> there's also a hierarchy in that and there are people that have yeah. higher you know so there is the five percent uh and someone in the five percent noticed probably and was like yeah i could do that too and then they kind of got to be the one to blow up the scene on it a little bit yeah no i'm not i'm not upset about that part of it at all i just but that's what happened it was just like yeah you were ahead of the curve yeah. and you were doing really cool stuff but this is the same thing that we've talked about with Carter drifting. It's like, I, and I had this conversation this last weekend. It was like, why oh, someone said like, I just like that Carter goes and drifts places and doesn't really give a fuck. And I was like, yeah, that works to a degree. Cause he's, and they're like, and I like that he doesn't do it for like, you know, like clout. And I was like, super cool. But one of the downfalls to being Carter is sometimes when he shows up places, people don't want to drift with him because they don't know who he is. Right. Like, it's just like, well, that guy might be a liability. I don't know who he is. But then if you're someone with like X amount of clout and clout is a fun way to say like Instagram followers or mm -hmm. whatever on 
and be like, well, I want to drive with that guy. That guy, if I like, I've seen him on the internet. So I know him, I know him. I want to be around that. And I want to drive with that. And it's kind of like your ticket into a thing. And that's the problem for Carter occasionally is like goes a place and nobody, nobody cares to look, even though he's like, Carter is a great driver. His car is super cool photographs. Well, but it's like, he doesn't have that ticket. And I think that's kind of like an analogy for the same thing for you. It's like, you were doing something, you're doing it really well. And the people that got it, that should get it, got it. But mm-hmm. the masses aren't always there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's this episode about? I don't fucking know. <laughs> now we've been talking for an hour about, we were meant to talk about what Serial Nine's up to. And instead we talked about how Gerard wishes people were cooler. <laughs> this episode okay. is about how to be cool, according to Gerard. <laughs> I don't, how did we even get on that? This is going to be such a pain to edit because I got to make Gerard not, not sound like a fucking asshole. I don't know. It's not that. It's like, I think what you're saying is completely reasonable. And through the lens of like, you're saying this because you care and you want things to be better. So uh, <laughs> let's do the intro. All right. Welcome to fucking Serial 9, Podcast 9, Serial Podcast 9. Jesus, how did you forget the name of your own goddamn podcast? Isn't that Ryan's part? Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah, hi, well, I'm, hi, I'm Gerard hi, I'm, Peralta. Hi, I'm Kevin Peterson. <laughs> and I'm Ryan, and this is Serial Podcast 9. We've been talking for an hour already. <laughs> you may or may not hear some of the stuff we were talking about. Yeah, this is going to be lots of fun for me to edit, because i got to go through the back, put it in the front. Uh, you got to go through the back, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Kevin. I'm not in the mood for your shit because now I got to figure out how to edit this. Today, we're talking about a few things. One is we wanted to thank a lot of our listeners that have reached out and said they like these podcasts. A lot of people say, hey, we're really, really stoked that you didn't stop at six. You know, your podcasts are good because they're relatable. Uh, I just feel like I'm one of the guys in the garage when you guys are talking. You know, the topics are fairly relevant. I mean, that's a subjective one, of course, but... You know, we do try to talk about things that people actually give a shit about. So, and Kevin, what do people say to you? Uh, basically all the same stuff, but just less frequently, probably. I feel like Ryan gets it the most. I do. I feel get like Ryan most. gets it the most, too. I do, and I I don't understand why. I <laughs> I think it's, I, I'm the barrier of entry. Just, I'm the easiest <laughs> way into Serial 9. It's like, this guy isn't actually Serial 9. And there's a high probability that he'll respond. And I always do. And I appreciate it. I do get a ton of people saying what, you know, from around, you know, we've had people in Australia, I think like New Zealand, uh, you know, all over the place, the U.S. And people always reach out and they're like, oh, yeah, I really like it. It's like the one automotive podcast I like listening to. And yeah, uh, yeah it's super great. I, I, I love it. Uh, thanks for everyone who's listened to it. Uh, it's fun going places now and people having <laughs> quoting Gerard to me when I take photos is really great. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, we got some mail. We got some, some, some mail from G-Man, a handwritten letter, some horn buttons, some merch, like some cool stuff, man. Like, uh, he's been a long time serial nine follower since like literally the beginning. Whew. David Lee Decker says hey man want to show appreciation for the podcast again i dig how light it is 
Just the homies talking. Listening in makes you feel like one of the group. Love from Florida. I thought that was real nice. And uh, thank you, David. RB Stiltskin sent me a photo of like an old <laughs> J body with like tribal decals on it from like one of our like 90s, like after yeah. when we talked about like yeah. trends that we would keep. And I was just thought that was a whole thing because like, man, does that shit haunt my past. <laughs> it's being around it. We got the King Kurt says it's his favorite day of the week, which is very nice. Hump day is a great day. We uh, have people that say they either listen to it on their way to work or listening to it during work and it gets them through their day, which is pretty funny. <laughs> I know the sound of Kevin and Gerard gets me through my day. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, and like, look, obviously, like Marvin always was shouting us out and Marvin yeah. good, a good serial nine lad with his 110. <laughs> Uh, JN Miata even had like the question I think that we answered. You got Eric Hushberger, which is a fun name, reached out. So, yeah, there's a ton of people, and it is, I do honestly really appreciate it. And I, I do like going places and ha- I joke about it, but it is fun going someplace. And like, I've had someone walk up and be like, Yo, I've recognized your voice from the serial <laughs> podcast nine. And I'm like, Oh, that's that's super cool. Because honestly, I did media for a long time and I wrote articles and I haven't been writing a lot lately. And I think part of the reason that is, is because every week I have these conversations with Kevin and Gerard and it almost feels like an article that I would write. But this way that like actually two more voices in the room that can be Mm -hmm. like, no, you're way off on what you're saying or like, yeah, maybe that (laughs) makes sense. It makes me feel somewhat relevant again which is nice met up with some friends on the weekend that i haven't seen for years and years and he's like hey man like i listen to the podcast he's like you know i'm like well what you listen to podcasts he's like you know kind of a car guy but not like a total car guy but he's in the cars but yeah apparently he's been listening to the podcast too which i thought was pretty cool uh and i mean even dim off when last time i saw him he was like hey man like podcasts are dope i was like oh you listen to podcasts right on yeah dim off stoop yeah. um anyway yeah it's super great to have people uh actually care about what we do and be into it and i do really love when people give us questions uh we have an episode. Yeah. So, so what are you talking about today kevin uh i think we're kind of hearkening back to the first episode and doing kind of like a maybe an update or what's what's new with serial nine Six months later, after the first, what's new with Serial Nine? Has it been six months? I don't know. Has it? I guess it's been twenty six. Started in weeks. March. Twenty six weeks is that's half, half a year. year. No exactly. shit. That's insane, dude. Yeah. So what's new? Uh, what's happening with you, Kevin? Do you have a new car? Uh, yeah. Basically, everything I talked about in the first one, I feel, is no longer happening. <laughs> 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 but that's the way she goes. Sometimes, you know. Um, yeah, I basically kind of decided that I, I felt like even in that podcast, I'd said it, I'm like, it didn't really make sense to build the crown. The crown's the same as the Alteza. I'm not making any new parts. I'm literally building two identical cars. It didn't really make much sense. They're not the same car. I know they have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, now I have the 18 crown, which I just got. So that's probably going to what the fuck is an 18 crown kevin uh 18 crown came after the 17 crown which is the one everyone (laughs) wants because it's got the one jay-z um but it is the same as the is 250 350 and the third generation gs 400 
Can I say this about the crown? The, yes, the do, crown do, that yes, you yeah. have, the current crown that you have is like controversial thing. I'm about to say is like I think when like crowns like start to really like really look good, you know, like I think, I, I, yeah. I agree. No, like when I was getting the UCF twenty, I was like, man, like I can't one wait to one day where I can like own an eighteen crown. But now that I have the eighteen crown, I'm just like, man, I can't wait till I can own a twenty crown. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. crowns. I feel like, and I don't know if it's just because like lack of options, but like the crowns eventually look like they they kind of begin to like reign supreme and they do look very nice. I get the draw of the earlier crown because it's like one J, one J. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the easiest way to get into a one J at this point too, right? It's the most affordable way. Yeah, to get a one J. So I get the draw, but I've never really like was like, oh, I want like a, that gen crown. But when you took delivery of your new crown, I was like, this is dope. I would like a crown. Like that was a yeah. fun tipping point for me. And maybe another part of it I would say is like Gerard Stagia hasn't really come to fruition yet. So yeah. and then also I feel that the 18 crown much better goes with the Stagia. Like they're they're both like next generation cars they both we don't make any suspension for those cars yeah they're you know they they together go much better than the crown and the stage in my opinion you mean the 17 crown yeah sorry the 17 crown jz s171 for anyone that doesn't understand and the other one is a grs 180 something or other yeah mine's actually 180 but then there's a 182 and a 183 as well wouldn't that just be like all-wheel drive or some garbage yeah bigger engine no no, no, they don't change the, as the long as it's a engine. GR motor, there's no oh. denotion in the chassis code as to which engine it is. Like, like a JZS1, 100, JZX100 can be a 1JNA, a 1J turbo, or a 2J. They're just all JZX100s. But then when they do the JZS160 and the 161. I feel like that's still a trim level difference. It's not an engine difference. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck me. All right. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly. And honestly, we don't really give a shit. It's just a fucking JZS 161. So <laughs> <laughs> I uh, love them. I so love what's them. Happening, what's happening with your uh, Altezza? Your Tetza? Uh, the Altezza is pra- basically just sitting there waiting, waiting to go drifting, which is a good feeling. I don't know that I've ever, uh, it's been a long time since I've had like a drift card that's just sitting there waiting for me to go drift it. Oh, you mean like my Aristo that was so sick that I just hop in it and go drifting? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> and, the and, no, first time pretty... you've ever said anything nice about the Aristo. <laughs> yeah. That was a good yeah. thing about it. You know, it's like kind of, I kind of finished it. It was just like, oh, we're going drifting? Uh, buy gas and tires, we're done. Let's get it to the track. And then, so what are you doing with that 17 crown? Besides a six-speed swap, knuckles, fucking welded diff, the whole nine yards. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I got to make a competent like daily driver to get rid of the echo so that's what that's going to be oh Basically, so you're leveling up your like life game <laughs> i'm i'm trying i'm trying <laughs> i'm clawing up at the clawing up the stairs so your your last gen it's crown, still not going to be it's still not going to be as nice as the blit though you know it's not going to have jdm catbacks and <laughs> and uh <laughs> and big brake kits and it's you fucking know. value buddy it's value <laughs> costs so us the, more to make a non-jdm fucking cat back so the the crown the 170 171 yeah. will be comparable ish to the blit which is meant to just be like a street car like a right. nice a nice street car yeah nice yeah. street car the alteza is just in this 
it's a stallion in the stable. Just you bring it out on race day, I guess. Yeah, just sitting there waiting. Just sitting there in the lurches. It's nice and reliable. And then the new crown, the GRS 180. Yeah. Will be what? Like, is it going to be a street car? Like, I don't understand. It's going to be a drift car, dog. Every car is a drift car. Yeah. Every car for Kevin is like potentially a drift car. It's like if the Altesa fails, the 171 could be a backup. And then if that fails, this GRS 180 is like every car that's worth owning is potentially a drift car. Which is that the same equation for Gerard? I'm not. I'm not sure that it is. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, I mean, all the cars obviously have to be driftable. Uh, one thing I was going to say though is like, what's the direction aesthetically that the one set one eighty one and the one seventy one are going? I mean, besides low and <laughs> like sick. I mean, I guess that's really all it is. Well, originally when we were planning it all out like the we were trying to have maybe matching wheels on the stagia and the 171 and maybe matching colors and matching flare styles and so that those cars would look like a team and we'd have a cohesive team appearance cars. you know what would your team name be team serial nine <laughs> oh, you did it serial <laughs> fucking nine Good. I was worried it would be another team name and be very. Good. It's called Wagon Sedan Force King. <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways, what else? And what's gonna uh, happen now? So now, I mean, now I'm thinking about just making it extremely, extremely low radius fenders, but not a flared, or not like a extremely flared fender or a, a wide body welded on steel fender. But yeah, honestly, for the 18, it feels like. It's too soon for me to say, like, to, to make that into a drift car is is taking away a lot of the things about it that I like. So it would be cool just uh, to make it into a car that was like the Celsius for a bit so we can develop the parts. And then... What was then, the Celsius like? Uh, I mean, I, I'd call it a scraper if, if it wasn't so high. So like cambered, <laughs> like a stance car. So like Yeah, exactly. Like a stance car. Super like low. Super low cambered out stance Some car. Sort of cool fender work and like wide wheels that yeah fit, they do yeah, yeah i think that would look perfect. sick that's that's a good that's a good i think that would look awesome basically yeah i just want to be able to make all the parts like the you know the front lower all the rear arms the rcas and yeah be able to have that car is like a pretty cool stance daily type of car and then maybe if it gets too heaty then or the mo something happens with the motor or the transmission so basically tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> yeah or uh you know or i'd wreck the alteza beyond repair and there's just oh if you really gerarded the alteza then what <laughs> well i mean there's a drift gala coming up so Oof, round two yeah <laughs> are you sure gerard's gonna be out there just sabotaging you like yeah. this makes for good content <laughs> yeah. uh, oh i never even thought of that it does make it for content yeah <laughs> the highlight of that video you too can have eight thousand likes <laughs> yeah oh and so many like people being heartbroken about your yeah. car yeah and then you can um, spend the next year talking about how much you didn't actually like the Alteza. <laughs> I already talked about that. Yeah, you guys, <laughs> worst. All right, so... So what's going on with your cars, Gerard? My cars, uh, okay, so I had big dreams to build the stage uh, uh, quickly. That didn't happen just because shit takes long. Our company basically took off 
Uh, we had to hire a bunch of people. We're extremely busy all the time. And like basically building a car from the ground up sort of takes a lot of time. Um, and, and also like the, the parts are literally still a lot of the parts, not like super, super necessary parts, but a lot of the parts are literally still in Japan six months later. So are some of them in Russia as well? Do you have, I I think they're technically on the way they might be on the boat already. Yeah. But yeah, like all the aero, uh, you know, stuff like seat rails, exhausts, nothing like super mechanically important, but like a lot of the soul of the car to make it actually like kind of sick is, is, you know, still. When is the last time you drove the stage? Uh, it's been a bit four months ago i don't know i took it off the road when i insured the blade yeah yeah i mean i daily drove it for like a really like a i felt like a pretty long time and then i just switched over to the blade after i finished the swap so that car is still sort of sitting there uh but i feel like we're gonna totally not totally but i feel like we're gonna probably remove the engine and all that stuff relatively soon when will you do that because i feel like you've been saying that since. i mean that's the thing man it's like I, i i we have one guy that's mechanically inclined that we would just normally be like, Hey, can you do this? Uh, but he's also our head of assembly. So am I going to take away from assembling products that sell all day long to take the engine out of my drift <laughs> car? Like probably not. You know what I mean? So wait, who be, is that person? That would be Satoshi. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, I just had a baby six months ago. So like, you know, as far as extracurricular sort of free time outside of work, it's it's pretty slim right now. So I mean, that's kind of a big factor in like. It's reserved for bike rides in Fast and the Furious Nine. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Okay, so then what I did is I basically um, because I had all the parts for my blit and my blit was sort of sitting around. Um, I just said, hey, I'm going to get this done because I want to drive a one J car on the daily because I love one Js and. Uh, it's been a while since I got rid of the Barossa, so I fast-tracked the engine swap into the blip. And been driving that, uh, slowly refining it. Um, it actually runs well now. It's pretty fast. And I'm doing videos on it. So the first video should drop either this week or next week as far as the intro. Uh, we've filmed um, the <laughs> fender rolling, um, the wheels, ceramic coating the wheels, uh, a few things on the engine swap. Like I didn't film the whole engine swap and stuff. It's pretty, it's, everybody knows how to put a 1J in, but just yeah, everybody knows how to put a 1J in a car. Well, just stuff that was like maybe slightly specific to like those type of cars where it's like, you know, the fuel pump has to get a, a return line, same as an IS3, IS300 and like, you know, like the AT emulator is required, you know, stuff like that. Mm. Um, you do have an AT emulator video. I do for yeah. that car. It's on an Aristo. Junk Aristo. Speaking of which, we got to test drive that and film that. Yeah, we do. Yeah, that's on the list. There's a lot of things in the works, it feels like. Yeah, and then so that car uh, we have for the Blit is a Spectrum Motorsports Turbo Upgrade, uh, ECU Masters so-called plug-and-play from Florida Garage and and SCG. So that's going to be like a plug-in harness and stuff. We have injectors. Uh, we did get it baselined in AES. We're basically doing the ECU, then the turbo upgrade, and then all the suspension is finally going to be in. We have all those videos. Sounds like yeah. a lot of videos. Sounds yeah. like a lot of videos. I wonder so, who's going to work on all of them. It's Ryan guy that sort of basically works for us for free and 
Yeah, he's on. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> And my truck, my truck is not doing anything. I've wanted to lift my truck and drive it. That's no concern. Of the... Yeah. I, I don't so, no, you should lift that thing, man. I think Fuck it's yeah. fine. No, it's not No, because then it won't go into any parking garage ever. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Actually, if I lift it two inches without any sort of racker, it'll still go into parking garages. I, I was worried to. about it when I drove it. It's I definitely mean, like when you can put your hand out the sunroof and touch the roof, it's definitely like... Uh, yeah, it's a bit... Yeah. Okay, good. So I want to know because that's cool. <laughs> the two serial nine guys have these cars, and they're building them. But what about products? products? Ah, okay. So what? We can talk about some products. 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 Um, how how detailed here do we want to get? Are we? I mean, are we going to talk uh, about this fucking steering wheel? That's what I was about to say. Are we are we releasing yeah, yeah. information about previously unreleased product information? I mean, I feel like, like we can. We do have a steering wheel coming. Just say it. Yeah, no, we yeah, exactly. We have a steering wheel coming. We have the first article. I've I've drifted with it. It's uh it's definitely, in our opinion, a pretty sick design. There's only yeah. gonna be a hundred of them. It's a limited edition. Yeah, if you like crazy steering wheels, you're gonna like the serialized steering wheel. Yeah. If you like crazy steering wheels. That you feel that you could still actually use without wrecking them by using them, you will also like the Serial Nine steering wheel. Mm, I yeah. I've seen the Serial Nine steering wheel, and I do like the Serial Nine steering wheel. Yeah, so far every single person that's seen it that says it's pretty sick. So. Yeah, not um, to be a dick, but do you think anyone would sit in a room with you and be like, "No, Gerard and Kevin, this is shit"? I mean, yeah, sure, I, I do. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I like I like you value people who are willing to give me honest critiques and criticisms about what yeah. they perhaps don't like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, ra- I'd rather that than someone just sit there and be like, yeah, no, it's the sickest thing ever when in actuality they, there's, right. they don't like it at all. I just always think back to to Alex from Rare Spec Wheels agreeing that fake wheels might be all right when talking to Gerard. <laughs> so, I mean, you know. Steering knuckle. We have a drift knuckle. It's called yes. the AK-49. It's literally going to be released like next week. Uh, so say the actual week. That's August. You might as well say like this week. Yeah. It, it's going to be, two be weeks, released be two weeks from before now. Before you hear this episode. <laughs> if you're listening to this, go to the website. It's button. on the website. It's right there. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can get the steering knuckles. Uh, um, so it gets 50 degrees of angle. Uh, it's also an RCA. It's made of 70, uh, no, it's not. It's made of 6,000 aluminum. Uh, so it's super light. It's very strong. We've tested it. Uh, it comes with an outer tie rod. Yeah, extended uh, outer tie rod. Extended outer tie rod. That will help you get your toe back in line. And it's, it's steel under, dowels. Steel dowels. It's under 400 bucks, I think. Sounds like a steel. Should I put this on the Aristo? We don't, it doesn't fit the Aristo, brother. Well, that's so dumb. Why, what vehicles do you make it for, George? Yeah. Uh, we make it for all the JZX cars. We make oh, it for the ones all... that you just spend shit, the, like the whole <laughs> first part of this shitting yeah. on. Well, you know why? You know why those cars aren't that great? They don't have yeah. green anodized steering knuckles. Yeah, they don't yeah. have AK 49s, bro. Bruh, bruh, bruh. All right, say it again because I interrupted you. So it goes Angle on. King 49. Yeah, so the Angle King 49 steering knuckle is for the JZS 171 crown. All the JZXs, so JZX90, JZX100, JZX110, uh, and 
the IS300 slash SXE10 Alteza. It's for those cars as well. It is also Why for the, the 110 JDS? Blit, the 110 yeah. Rosa, Rosa yeah. yeah, the 110 Mark II. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess if you're real stupid, that means Chaser, Cresta, and Mark II, JZX100, and 90 as well. <laughs> Why so. not my car? Also, I don't need this, but why not my car? Because yours has the larger knuckles uh, and it doesn't fit. Um, it has different spacing on the yeah, ball joint. spacing on the ball joint. That's fine. I don't know what I would do with this. That's I why Gerard that. was going to convert to IS because everything yeah. is a little bit smaller and lighter. Oh. Yeah, that's and then things. also, like, we wouldn't have to make a specific GS knuckle. We just make an adapter kit. Yeah. How hard is that to do? Well, we've never gotten around to doing it. <laughs> and we never will now. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we could do it on your car, Ryan, if you want. Yeah, you oh, could. We could. We could. We could. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if that's a thing you ever want to try, you still have access to a JZS. Exactly. If you want. You know, so Ryan I mean, know how much you hate steering those knuckles. Yeah. It does, actually. Uh, why would you want a steering knuckle, Gerard? Why, uh, why would I even want this thing? Okay. So. I mean, JZXs are pretty cool. ISs are pretty cool, but they're definitely not that sporty. They are sporting, but they're not super sporty. So two things that the Angle King 49 will give you is quicker steering and more steering angle. So the car generally will be much more fun to drive. It is a near zero Ackerman setup. It does have Ackerman still, so you can drive it on the street. Um, it doesn't feel like totally shitty. Uh, but yeah, it is not at all specific. It is more geared towards drifting. But yeah, quicker steering, more steering angle. So even just parking, it's like sick. Um, but obviously, the quicker steering, like, you know, inputs just even on the highway, you know, just driving the car generally, it's like totally different car. Totally. Oh, different. Yeah. well, now I am interested. Exactly. Also, I'm a little bit peeved that I just found out right now that the AK bit stands for Angle King. Yeah. <laughs> Like you never said that. You're just like, what do you think of the name AK49 or whatever? And I was hey, like, man, we always. And I, and I was like, yeah. There's always another level about. to it, you know? Yeah. yeah everything. I was like, I don't know how I feel about gun culture all the time. <laughs> and then it's yeah. like, turns out it's like Angle King. It's like, yeah, well, yeah that's cool because it it's Van King. Yeah. And it's got a really cool logo, which is, in, you know, AK49. <laughs> so you like want to put it in your car because it looks cool. Yeah, all right, cool. So that is that's interesting. So those are the things. Mm-hmm. Both of those are parts that you've sold me on. Yeah. <laughs> Steering wheel <laughs> and this uh AK forty nine. Uh but, one one thing that we have coming up pretty quick here that is uh, let me uh, guess. Is it uh control arms for a Tesla? No. Ah, ah honestly, shit. no, I it was super funny because I was talking about that today with Soha and Satoshi, and Soha was like super into it because uh yeah i don't know I, I don't know he was so into it and then because uh, i was telling him how like the the only other or not the only company but the most popular ones are like 1800 us and he was just like yo like why aren't we should make these right now and then i was saying how like also marvin had those control arms yeah. ball joint issues where there's no grease straight from the factory yeah. in the upper arms and there's no recall they're just like yeah sorry like you got the ones without grease like Buy some more. <laughs> yeah. Buy some more Tesla parts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the moon. Goodbye. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. So yeah, thank, it, thank like, you for it was like, man, me. like we sh- 
we should really make those arms like while wow, that problem still exists. Like, I agree. Yeah. Well, I'm let's do it. I'm down. Let's do it. Just make it. Um, I don't have anything to do with your business. No. But I like so what, what I was going to say, this is uh, might be a slightly kind of interesting part for you, Ryan, is on the, oh, never mind. Because you, you obviously have your sweet red red center caps on your emotions, don't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, basically, we're making a, a hub cap that goes behind your wheel to cover that like rusty, rusty Toyota hub. Cast oh, can I put um, that on the Forerunner? No. Damn it. No. It's basically for when you're running like a TE37 or any of those sporting type wheels that do not have center caps. So what do you see behind your wheel besides a ugly cast, you know, yeah. hub? So it's we all these rusty. Like, yeah, so we make these like billet sort of caps that bolt on and they're pretty sick and they'll come in different colors and they're just like a concave sort of like trim cap thing that looks like the top of our SK3 shift knob. Uh, and they actually look pretty sick. They're just, you can just get black if you want, but then they'll be like red, purple, green, blue, whatever. And uh, they just have a little bit of laser etching on them. 25-year-old me would have been all over this because 25-year-old me, when he bought his XT9s, was like, I don't need a center cap. That's stupid. And then I didn't buy it. And so people would comment when I drove my 180, they'd be like, you got to put something on there. It's like random dudes on the street would be like, hey, I I can see you the thing. You're going to get a rock in there and it's going to fuck shit up. And I was like, get out of here, man. Yeah, I'm my own thing. Get out of here, random dude. Yeah, get out of here. We might make some sort of thing for the rear as well, like to cover the axle. The only problem is on a lot of wheels, the the end of the axle is real close to the wheel. Uh, yeah. And then also it has to kind of press in and it's not like held as well. The front ones bolt on. Right. Uh, the rear ones sort of have to be pressed on and then might be a pain in the ass to take off. But right, we'll right. see. We'll make a couple of prototypes and cool. suss so it out. Yeah. So Tesla parts though. I'm all... <laughs> for the gold mine of the Tesla part. We got a bunch of new uh, merchandise coming out very soon here. Yep. We have uh, a couple of new logo designs, a couple of I new mean, shirts. We just released some hats. If you haven't seen them, we got some hats. Yeah, They're kind of cool. cool. Um, we got some iron-on patches. Yeah, some iron-on patches. So if you want to start a biker gang. Yeah, bro. Yeah, or maybe you want to customize a lame jacket they gave you free at work or something, you know? <laughs> um probably one of the most exciting things though is the evolution of our our serial triple nine arms into aluminum uh we got our prototypes of the front upper and the rear upper for basically is and you know they're going on my blit and probably on the alteza um so we spent a lot of time redesigning the rear upper to be billet aluminum uh it is I want to say almost two pounds lighter per side than our current arm, um, but is also stronger um, and looks basically fucking insane. It looks so sick. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're stoked on the aluminum transition. Um, yeah, we basically been trying to do that for for a while. We converted our SXE and Aristo rear lower control arm from a fabricated, very much welded steel arm to a one piece billet aluminum arm. Mm-hmm. That was the first arm that we did, and right now we're also in the process of converting all of our hex bars, which would be our toe arms and traction arms, to aluminum from steel. 
as well. And then as Gerard said, now we've done uh, prototype uh, front upper in billet for uh, the 110 SXE chassis that I've been testing on my car and Gerard's about to put on his blit. And then we have our prototype rear uppers on the way as well. So, so we have two, yeah. So the blit is a daily driven car. So we do street testing. Uh, the Alteza is a drift car. So that's sort of like track testing. Um, but I mean, some of you guys might be thinking, whoop de fucking do build aluminum. Like that's nothing cool. But like, once you see them, you will understand why it's taking so long. Um, because one thing that I absolutely hate is billet arms that look like they're billet arms. Uh, they should be beautiful. You basically have full creative freedom as to how the thing can look. Uh, so why should it look like a, a basic chunky blocky ch aluminum machine thing? Like you can, why does it look like a girder? Yeah, it can be beautiful. It could be, you know, have really nice curves. It could be really rounded. It could be strong and light. Like all those factors, we spent a lot of time um, designing the parts to be both strong, light, and beautiful. I feel like so maybe it that's... can be like the Beyonce of control. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Sure. Yeah. That's what you were saying. <laughs> beautiful, strong, yeah. and light, powerful. Yeah. Part of a power couple. Graceful graceful yeah yeah elegant uh, elegant class ferocious <laughs> so yeah so yeah <laughs> not only are you stancing your car uh but like you're 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 putting jewelry under the car doing it so like that's kind of sick too yeah you're yeah, reducing yeah. your unsprung weight if you're a mm -hmm. drifter or a road racer and mm -hmm. you care about those things mm -hmm. yeah so it's like all, all the like the is 300 for example that generation of toyota's all the suspension arms are steel um, and the next generation of cars, essentially like the 350Z and like the GRS cars. So like IS350 and IS250, all those suspension parts, the majority of them are aluminum. Yeah. Um, so we are basically trying to take those older cars and bring them into the new generation and improve on the suspension uh, versus just change it. But then also you're about to take the new generation of cars and make those like give people the option to make those better as well right yeah i mean so you got like you have this shit coming out but then in case someone's missed the point of kevin's new crown it like unlocks yeah. the potential of the next gen yeah. kind of like lexus cars which is great because all those cars are coming down in price mm -hmm. and months ago i told gerard that he should get a third gen GS and he scoffed at me and then bought a Sage and that was I'm done nice. with those cars. Sorry. How dare you? <laughs> the next car that I buy. Okay. So this might be, you would have been a king among men. Go <laughs> on. I really, really like the Q50. So if I'm going to buy and then I sort of really like the VQ37. So small possibility. If I get rid of any one of these other cars that I'll be moving to one of those cars. Hey, what car would you get rid of? Probably the Blit. Because it has the most resale on it, you think? Um, Because, well... It definitely does right now. It's also it, arguably the car you like the most, which is interesting. It honestly is. Like, yeah, that's the thing. It wouldn't really make sense <laughs> for me to... to Because, I mean, the, that car would be primarily like a... Uh, no. Because I, I just really want a six-speed, like... Like, I just really want a six-speed big Nissan sedan. So, like... With like, I don't know, either the VR30 or the VQ37. But anyways. I feel like you would regret selling the Blit the most. 
I, I would, but I mean, I feel like it's the only car that, that I That would be your last Toyota and then you'd fully be 100% Nissan. Yeah. But and then still, like that, you have like a big Nissan wagon and a big Nissan sedan and honestly, Nissan okay. So this, this SUV. is probably, this is what would actually probably happen is I would, I would sell the two JZ and, and buy that car. Cause like, honestly, like yeah. the thing that I like the absolute least right now is that 600 horsepower two JZ that's sitting in the garage. Yeah. So like that would be the actual one J. Yeah. Which is weird that, I mean, Look, if we're being honest, and I don't know if this is going to go in or not, it's <laughs> weird that your track car, I get why that's the engine, but it's like the thing that you're least attached to is going to be the car. In the car that's supposed to mean the most to you? Most to you, yeah. You mean the, the Stagia? Yeah, yeah, the Stagia is meant to be like this. like it's Your pinnacle car, you want to do every single aspect, like the engine bay and seats and like, <sighs> like and oh, wide body in- and engine and everything that i don't really care about that's super cool that is i don't know i just i just wish i had more money to do more things to build more cars so i wish i was like kevin and had like eight cars (laughs) well you could you just have to have drive an echo every day (laughs) (laughs) no i do like the blend i I really wouldn't like to sell that car because a it is my 1j car and like i do enjoy the 1j absolutely the most especially on like a daily thing the only thing is the car itself like I, I could leave the actual JZX, honestly. It, it, it's like, I would probably take the 1J, put it in the in the Stagia, make that the sort of daily, and then build the Q50 as like a drift car. Just because like the Stagia is a great chance. I just feel like you're splitting hairs at that point. I mean, I bet you I bet you could sell the the Blit as a as a roller without yeah. the motor and tranny exactly. for, for a good amount, and then sell the 2J and the CD for an equally good amount that's probably equal to the car. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of what I mean. And then, I just, then you have definitely a lot of money to play with. I feel like we're going to make all these videos and then this is exactly what you're going to do. <laughs> like, Whatever, then, then you'll still have the car. Though, right? It's still yeah. good. It's still You still yeah, have yeah. the content for the people and we still make the parts for those cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, worst, that really bad case scenario, you just get sick of it and you do it anyway and we don't finish the video. I'll, I'll tell you straight up right now, the stage is a better car than the JZX 110, 100%. Like as far as a driving car and like the, the handling and the, it's a fucking better car. Yeah, it's a better car except like there's a bunch of ways that like might not be a better car. Like, yeah, it's a better car once you get... Because it's a Nissan versus a Toyota. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Like it's just like you literally sit in any of the seats and it's it feels like you're sitting in like a baseball stadium. Okay, but I mean, yeah, the seats the seats on that particular model are obviously garbage for sure. It's basically like sitting on fucking bricks. Like you had to run one wiper because like your your wiper fucked up. And that is you true. Know what I mean, like, like, yeah, like true. there's a bunch of shit like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, I think like how you, it, it's the classic Nissan guy with a Toyota engine. As mm-hmm. Kevin said, and I quote, Nissan builds a sporting chassis. Yeah, and Toyota builds a reliable engine, like the engine mm-hmm. that people want that puts out the power. It's yeah. just a very weird mix. Is a Stagia with any? I guess a Stagia with any Jay Z in it is. But I mean, like that was the other thing. Like Gerard's already talked about not wanting the Stagia and putting a VK fifty eight in there. Not wanting a Jay Z in Stagia, but a VK. Yeah, but I honestly think the way that this is going, he's just going to go back to that sedan that. I had to watch the video of the annoying dude talking about Oh, the Q50? <laughs> yeah, because you can just buy that car and it has the engine already in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I think Gerard, yeah. like, because the new Gerard 
says, I don't want to do all this work. I just want, I just want the weapon. And that's what yeah. I do. Yeah. I like this. This has turned into like an, like a, uh, an, an, <clears throat> interrogation of <laughs> motives of what may or may not be which is a lot of fun yeah. um what are you gonna put your honda engine in i'm still i'd like the never-ending weight on parts basically yeah but like so you get that and then you're like you have three cars in front of you which and like <laughs> what car takes that engine or is it like matt like musical chairs and like a one J comes out of one car and goes into the new crown. And then, I mean, that's definitely a possibility. Like if the Alteza is still alive and kicking, then it would probably put that motor in the Alteza and then. Take and it honestly, the that would make the most sense for the company to build a Jay-Z uh, mount kit for the IS 250 versus a fucking Ooh. K series. Yeah, yeah. That would make the most sense. But now you could also make the K series for the IS. Oh, that also would make sense. Which too. probably already exists, but yeah, it's not a serial the, nine part. Because the K series is cheap. Well, we talked about this. Nah, not K-series necessarily. It's is not cheap. It's not you buy it, and, uh, but Case, one day, you know, cheap, actually, bro. I did get feedback on. Someone said when we talked about K series. Nope. When 1J? we talked about buying two Js and one Js, and like how the cost of it and. The thing at the end of the day that we weren't taking into account was like people's time and the wiring and the know-how and all of these things. And it's like, even if you get a stock, even if you take like the uh, the Aristo 2J and you're like putting that into a car, it's like we kind of, he said we were just kind of like mauled over like all the details of, of getting it in there. <laughs> If that makes sense, like there's a lot more, like, yeah, like how hard is it to actually finish my one day swap to look, yeah, to get it to work properly? Yeah, yeah, like all that shit. Like, if you're not, no, man, you just slap it in, yeah, it's a lot, slap it in, yeah. If you're not Kevin or Gerard and you do that swap, what's the actual cost of it, right? Because someone comes along and they're like, I'm just gonna buy a 2J out of an Aristo and then I'm gonna put it in this car and then I'm gonna manual swap it. I would say, but I mean, like. But like, even if you are Kevin or Gerard, it's like you're still gonna spend like four hours a day after work for like uh, a week and a half, and yeah. it's, you know, like yeah, like just because you can do the work yourself doesn't mean like it's still taking time, yeah. still taking yeah, yeah, time yeah, yeah. away from doing other things. But then if you can do, but if you have to pay someone to do the work, I guess is what he was saying. Three thousand like, minimum, probably, to do that engine swap. Well, I mean, it, the thing with today and today's day and age is like you could buy a really good wiring harness specific to your car and put the fucking ECU in there and fire it up. Like that's, it's not that hard anymore, but it does cost money. Like a, even a good for age. the new Lexuses. Sorry. Now I've changed. The no, I mean, we're, we're talking about most of these are like race cars, right? Like yeah, yeah. No, nobody's really putting a one J in a fucking IS three fifty yet. Like, and if you are, it's probably a race car. Like, I, I mean, feel yeah, like, like, like rad Dan did it. And yeah. it ha- everything works, but like that was literally like months and months and months yeah. of work. It's and like a guy's just a show, a guy with a, a show car is like paying through the nose for them to figure out how mm-hmm. to integrate the CAN bus and have everything work. And like, yeah, that's just a lot of shit. <clears throat> even with the cost of the 1J right now, it doesn't even seem like that. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's, you know, what's fucking kind of weird for me. I don't know. This is like relevant or not relevant. I feel like the more, 
I think it's stupid, but I feel like the more popular something is like, I want to say, I don't want to like it less, but I feel like I do. Like I love one J's and I feel like it's an amazing shit, but like, I'm kind of just like, I want to, I want to try something else, you know? Well, here's what I think, Gerard, is that like, you're like here, you're like, yo, one J's sick. But like, that was you like 13 years ago. Yeah. And now everybody else has come up to one J sick and you're like, all right, well, yeah, one J sick, but like, there's all these other things that you guys yeah. like aren't looking at. And then yeah. like slowly people are going to come up to there too. It's like the same yeah. thing where it's like, yo, 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 Cressida, I'm going to build this yeah. Cressida. And yeah. like all of a sudden you like pull all the people up and then you're like, no, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to build this Aristo. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm going to pull all the, like the people up and it's, yeah. yeah. Now here we are back at our fucking top 40 reference. So yeah, like <laughs> uh yeah. Gerard Gerard's like the music producer who's fucking seeking out the new shit. Combs trying to shit. feed you more stuff. Yeah, trying to feed people some new yeah, and interesting Gerard things. Gerard doesn't always want us to hear the single. He doesn't want it always to have a, a hit single. <laughs> or he's like he he'll make the hit single, but it's not it's not that only people only understand the hit single. It's yeah. Like, what do you mean you only fucking listen to Juicy? I think he's got <laughs> other hits, you know. Like, um, anyway. Um, so, what else yeah. is new that we're working on? Fucking, what else? What are your is other new? hits? What are your radio hits? <laughs> this right here. This is definitely our number one radio hit. It is. Uh, so, some things that we're going to be doing that are new is, I feel that we are going to reduce the frequency of the podcast. Yes. In the future. Yes. We love the um, podcast, but it's a lot of work. And <laughs> what we're going to try to do is just transfer that work into visual Video. works. Videos. Yeah. Into videos. Yeah. We, you know, we always wanted to be releasing more videos. And it feels like now the amount of work that we're doing with the podcast is is equal to releasing a video, you know. Maybe a so, bit less, but yeah, it's it's definitely yeah, like yeah, look, the it's enough that it makes it you know easier than that, but it does capitalize a lot of time to do the podcast. I agree. I get that. Oh okay, we're making fine. all new arrow for all these cool cars. Just kidding. Ah. We might be dropping arrow. <laughs> so every Wednesday night, hang on, I want to go back to this. Every Wednesday oh, yeah. night, instead of filming a pot or recording a podcast, I'm just gonna go shout from my balcony at people. At people, yeah. Yeah, just random shit about cars that they don't just spend three hours editing video yelling at Gerard and myself on the screen. Hey, <laughs> what other products you guys got coming? Uh, uh what about a what about a cat t shirt? Is that a thing that's coming? Yeah, I mean that was one of the things that did you not talk about that, Kevin? The different designs, logos, something or other? Yeah, we didn't really go into too many details about it, but yeah, I said we had a bunch of new designs coming out for merchandise. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, on the like general company front, we have expanded our company. We have made it more efficient. We have new suppliers that are not always behind schedule. Um, What does that mean for me as a customer? Means you get your product. Oh, a huge thing we have to um, say is there's going to be a price increase. That is a huge thing. Now you've lost me. But do I still get the same quality product for actually <laughs> more money? Yes, you still get the same quality product for basically the same amount of money. Mm, yes. Yeah. Okay. It's just that we haven't raised our prices in three years, I think. I think it's been three years. About three years, but material costs are higher. 
I mean, our operating costs are higher. Uh, everything is just more expensive generally. Like, I mean, general inflation has been up a couple percent and we haven't raised our prices, but it's not going to be a huge increase and it's not going to be across the board. It'll be uh, more on some products, less on some products, um, but it's so only going to be by now. Like it's almost a sale to buy now or it but- is. Yeah. We're going to basically announce that um, like on Instagram and stuff, we're going to have a date when we are going to raise the prices. So we'll give you guys, you know, like a week or two to, to buy the stuff. Um, and then after that, the price will be up and then, uh, yeah. So it is basically a sale sort of small one. Yeah. It's like a, it's a reverse sale. Yeah. That's fine. I dig that. Good. Um, hey, I got a question. Why would a guy like me buy your engine mounts? Oh, that's another new product. Um, let me just quickly say, yeah, so we have the engine mounts. We initially released them with a, what is it, 87, Kevin? Probably. I don't. We don't know that. Yeah, but we have 87, I think, is currently what we have, around 87 shore. So that's like a pretty stiff engine mount. Um, they were initially released, you know, for sporting, for drifting. Um, but they are a little bit stiff for the average daily driver slash, you know, weekend or like, you know, car that you don't want to be harsh. So we actually got some softer inserts made and they are 80 shore. So why you'd want those, Ryan? Um Increased response. So basically, especially on the JZS, the engine mounts are very soft and very sort of like, you don't want to feel any vibration. You don't want to feel any, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it'd be more direct. Your throttle, anytime you hit the gas, when the engine, you know, transmits the power, um, it transmits it more efficiently. So oh. it's, it's a bit stiffer. Well, that seems like a not a bad investment for not a ton of money. Yeah. Is it oh, super hard to install? It's definitely like a bit of work to install. Um, I wouldn't say super hard, just maybe a bit tedious. There's a lot of stuff that has to kind of come out. Um, but I mean, I almost guarantee if you have any sort of Jay-Z powered automobile, the factory engine mounts are not are, are either totally fucked already or very near totally fucked. Oof. Well, I guess I'll add that to my list of things. Here's a thing that, um, okay, guy like me wants to buy something from Serial 9. What is What are the things that a guy like me should be buying from Serial 9? So, I mean, what's what, a guy like you? What do you mean? Describe your so guy. Like, like, I'm a <laughs> guy that has a Jay-Z engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm already manual, so that's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, a guy that, it's not my daily I do like I, I drive it for fun. I want it to be a fun car to drive that handles, mm-hmm. uh, handles well. You know, like is I don't know, just like all around, like it's like the weekend warrior car, like to go out and have fun in. Okay, so maybe mild track at some point. Yeah, I mean, I would I would say if you want it to be more sporting in character, I would absolutely do the subframe mounts because um, the stock ones on all the Toyotas are very soft from factory. So there's a lot of movement within this, from the subframe to the body. So there's a lot of sort of like lack of precision from the rear suspension. Because literally the whole mounting subframe moves at least half an inch in every direction, up, down, left, right. Like it just moves. Right. So that one works really well. The engine mounts are good. Pick your, pick your stiffness. 
Um, the softer ones would be a little bit of an upgrade from stock. The stiffer ones would be obviously like way crazier. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Kevin? What's next? I mean, I'm I'm a huge proponent of the diff mounts because I feel like I feel like you can kind of feel them more directly. Like there's more tactile feel I get from the diff mounts than the subframe mounts, the subframe bushings. That's probably because when you transfer the power, it's more it, you feel that right away. Yeah. Exactly. Like when you move from a when you go off from a light, for example, like uh, you know, from a stop, uh, it's instantly every shift you feel it. So that the diff mounts are good for that. Yeah, I feel like if you're just kind of like the average dude, it's you know, you're gonna want to do your tension rod bushings because they're probably shot. Um yeah, absolutely. That's and then yeah, like Gerard said, like if you have a Toyota and you enjoy driving it, you could you'll probably really, really like the AK 49 knuckle because it just feels so much better on the turn in and like, it's just so much crisper. Like when, when you turn the wheel, it actually does something. Whereas it feels like a lot of Toyotas, there's a lot of vagueness on center. Yeah. Like if you ever driven an S chassis or like a 350 Z or like a fucking Porsche or something, and you like driving that the knuckles will make your car not feel like a Camry. They'll feel more like a <laughs> sports car. Yeah. But Camry's are still kind of dope. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's good. So I, I think that is actually the other thing that you didn't say, but I think was actually important because the number one thing that I get questions about on my car, aside from the hood, is uh, my wheel fitment. And the wheel fitment was only possible on my car because I have Gerard's old upper control arms on my car. Mm -hmm. Like my wheels weren't going to fit until we put those on. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a very popular sort of thing like if you have a wheel fitment issue like even perfect example my blit um so you put wheels that are like slightly too aggressive on you have two choices one you can destroy the fenders and two you can camber in the wheels or you know camber in the pull the top of the wheel in to, to clear um our choice is always going to be add the camber uh, and yeah so a front upper arm and a rear upper arm are the best ways to do that yeah, so for average Joe, I feel like that was out of the gate, pretty solid choice as well. So if I was going through the Serial 9 catalog, based on what you said now, I'd be doing the upper control arms, mm -hmm. probably trying to get one of the 1 in 100 steering wheels, mm -hmm. AK-49, mm -hmm. and then some like... Maintenance things. Well, but that's not in your catalog. I, sorry, I yeah, generally, I genuinely thought we were talking about you because, like, if you're just talking about like the general guy, then yeah, I am the general guy. Me and the general guy are one and the same. <laughs> I am the everyman. Yeah, we do have maintenance things like if you have a JZX or an IS, we have um, the front lower control arm bushings, the rack bushings, the tension rod bushings. Uh, we also have an assortment of rear bushings. Like, uh, even if you have the full rear serial nine arm set, we you will not have. Uh, the bushing that goes in the knuckle, both for the control, like lower control arm and the traction rock, we have both of those um, to sort of complete everything. They're all in polyurethane. All right. Yeah. So do that, and then my car is real good. Yeah, basically every everything. The every man will be real yeah. stoked. Basically touch every aspect of your suspension and make Just it new. Just put everything in from oh. the catalog. But that's not true because you've talked to guys, you have friends that are like, I want everything. And you're like, that X, Y, and Z doesn't make sense. But like there are. Yeah, I mean, it's not necessary for every person. One thing also that's kind of new that we're going to probably do, we've been talking about it for a long time. 
We don't know exactly how it's going to go, but we, out of every product we make, we have a certain amount allotted that are not anodized. Um, so it will be possible in the future for you to get your whole car. Like if you were to do, like if you were Joe Schmo and you wanted to buy every serial nine part, you could probably buy it not in green, but like it's going to be very limited and, and probably cost more. But let's say you wanted every serial nine part to be purple. Um, we were kind of doing a thing where maybe you'd just buy a package. We would release like, you know, once or twice a year, we would release basically drop like a full purple, like IS 300 pack or something like that. Oh, like a goodie box. Sort of. I but guess. Like, yeah. Yeah. Not at all. Like a goodie box. <laughs> it would be fun like a very limited fun. drop. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So like if you had a full purple serial nine car, like all the components, especially with the billet arms and stuff, like that's like a yeah. thing. You can't just buy that. Ooh, like, it's like sneakers. You're like, yeah, it's like sneakers. That yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So the biggest takeaway, other than all the parts to buy, <laughs> is that we're gonna go to every two weeks. Yes. For the podcast. Because this one is going to take two weeks to edit. And uh, yeah. So again, thanks for everyone who's listened to the podcast. Yes. And yes. please Thank don't you hesitate. Thank so much, everybody, for joining us and, and listening to us talk a bunch of randomness. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, we really, yeah. really appreciate the kind words and props and stuff. Also, you can tell us if we suck. That might be also. Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. I, we could appreciate the constructive criticism. There's someone will tell me that I suck. Just me. Ryan sucked. <laughs> Someone's gonna say Gerard's an arrogant prick. Well, I mean, not in those <laughs> words. I've had people that have listened to it that don't know you that are like, Gerard seems like I'm like, yeah, but you don't really know Gerard. Seems like what? What is it? What is the word of the was like uh they use the word pract and I didn't know what it meant. Pract? Yeah. Like a British, like That's a, a British pract term, yeah. 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 And and then I was like, I kind of explained it. I was like, yeah, but you gotta understand, like, if, if Gerard didn't believe in himself, I don't think this would work. <laughs> yeah, does, none yeah. of this works if Gerard doesn't believe in Gerard. <laughs> I feel like that's like every business, though. You know? It is yeah. totally. McDonald's McDonald's doesn't work if McDonald's doesn't believe in McDonald's. You know, yeah. 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 we've literally been told by professionals that like this isn't gonna work. So it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I totally get it because like I and then like I look at Dota Logic. I'm like, of course, Dota Logic didn't work. I'm super self-deprecating and like, hey, like <laughs> doesn't work when you're like yeah it's fine like my shit's okay like, that's literally know. like your word it's like it's fine i'm yeah, fine it's fine <laughs> it's fine i'm fine it's fine i feel like it's like a bit of a a, a, a bit of a juxtaposition to that though as well because it's like you know you're like oh it's fine and Gerard's like it's never fine you know what i mean it's, yeah it's it's never good enough and it's yeah like, like so it's not like he's out there like being like boastful and arrogant about his shit. He he always just thinks his shit isn't good enough, you know. Yeah, well, but no, think... today he did say that like he's up here and everyone else is down here. <laughs> and then we also have made the category of like or the the different like the thing where Gerard sits on the throne and you have to go to people <laughs> to like there is there is a persona that is i think attached i think and i mean i like to i like to put things in boxes for sure but when you listen to the podcast there is persona that's attached to each of us and one of the things is is like gerard fully believes in what he's doing he also believes in the things 
that he's done. And like, I think it's not as as clear as when we talked about like things that you regret. And Gerard was like, in that episode, you couldn't get him to be like, I regret doing this. It was like, I regret nothing. I don't build weak ass shit, you know? And it was just kind of like, all right, cool. And that that's actually been like my big takeaway. Is like, oh yeah, like just if you don't believe in yourself and what you're doing, then nobody else is. So yes, but it's hard yeah, to adapt that's a true that statement. It's a hard thing to adapt to your life. So I can teach you how to do it. <laughs> just okay. Maybe the, maybe, maybe that should be our next video series. Ooh, how to be more like Gerard? <laughs> no, just like self Gerard self confidence tips. Yeah, Gerard self confidence is. A whole other thing. I've actually said, like, I was like, I, there's a part of me that for a while worried that doing these podcasts, I was like, I don't want to cast either of you guys in a negative light. And then I was like, worried. I was like, am I doing that? Is that what's happening? But then I realized it wasn't. That's uh, good. I mean, we're real. This is, this is who this we is, are. You right? are who you are. And I appreciate it. And I think yeah. other people appreciate it as well. All right. Cool, man. Well, thank you very well, much. One, one thing I will say, though, that it kind of like, I mean, I don't really feel like we're anybody or anything, but like, it does feel that like in the current age, the more you put yourself out there, the more you talk into the ether, if you will, the more someone can come back, take that, what you said and be like, oh, like, not nah, this person not anymore you know but i mean that's the thing right like you, you got to put yourself out there and i mean if that's yeah, what, exactly. if that's the yeah, way you yeah. talk and that's what you talk about then some people no, will like no, it some people yeah, won't i think there's enough here to like make an episode <laughs> so uh thanks again for everyone who's uh listened again we're gonna switch it to every two weeks so we're gonna go away for a little bit but not entirely and please i can't express this enough don't hesitate to reach out to any of us if you have anything you want us to chat about, we will try. Like we've made episodes out of some pretty ridiculous shit. So yo, one thing we've never said is, I mean, I'm sure most people know, but what's your Instagram? Me? Yeah. Oh, so all the car related stuff is at Dota Logic, but then if you want to follow just me drinking beer. And then my car, and then my daughter. It's at Dodo Ryan D. Yeah, and Kevin. It's pretty obvious. It's at Kevin underscore serial nine, right? Yep, that's me. Yeah, and I my the business account, and I guess the main serial nine account is at serial nine. That's me. Um, but my personal account is, I think it's Gerard serial nine or serial nine Gerard underscore. Isn't it G? Isn't it just G serial nine? Serial nine underscore G. Yeah, that's it. I think that's, that's what it is. One. You don't even know. I don't, I don't, I don't even. Know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, reach out to any of those. And if you have questions, we'll yeah. lob them across the plate and we'll try to hit a dinger. All, All right. right. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye. See you guys. Thanks for listening to Serial Podcast 9.